Hello, and welcome to another episode of the College Corner Podcast, where we offer you tips for success in college, career, and life. I'm Marcy Poston, Director of Programmatic and Professional Development Services at Tech and Children. In today's episode, we're talking all things FAFSA. I know this topic very well. Over the past 10 years I have been with Tech and Children, I have helped numerous students complete the FAFSA and provided many trainings for students, parents, mentors, and as a mom of two current college students, I have also had firsthand experience navigating the ins and outs of FAFSA completion as well. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year, FAFSA time. Okay, okay, no one just loves filling out a long technical form about your financial standing. But look on the bright side. You only have to fill out this form once a year. And by doing so, this is your all-access pass to thousands of potential dollars to help you pay for college. The FAFSA, which is the acronym for the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, is your application for federal grants, like the Pell Grant, for federal work-study funds, for low-interest student loans, and even scholarships offered by your college, the state of Florida, or other private organizations. Your Tate Stock and College team has consulted with expert resources to bring you eight important must-remember tips for when you sit down to fill out your FAFSA for the 2022-2023 school year. Let's get to it. Tip number one, most students qualify for federal student aid. According to the Department of Education, For every student who fills out a FAFSA, almost all of them will qualify for federal loans, and 85% will qualify for some type of financial aid. Before you fill out your FAFSA, make sure that you fit the requirements. You must be a U.S. citizen, a U.S. national, or an eligible non-citizen. You must have a valid Social Security number. You must have a high school diploma or GED. You must promise to use any awarded federal aid for educational purposes only. And lastly, you cannot owe refunds on any federal student grants. Though the FAPSA may be long, it is worth the time it takes to apply. Don't decide ahead of time that you don't qualify. Go ahead and apply. You never know you might just get what you need to pay for college. Tip number two, the FAFSA is free. You can fill out the FAFSA for free at fafsa.gov. That's .gov, not .com, nor .org. If you end up at the wrong site and you are prompted to share your credit card information or to pay a submission fee, you are in the wrong place. Avoid all of the scams that are out there. Tip number three, some federal aid is first come, first served. Some financial aid opportunities are only available to the first applicants. To get the most scholarship dollars possible, fill out the FAFSA as soon as it comes available. Be the early bird and get out there and catch that worm. The FAFSA opens on October 1st. Tip number four. To fill out the 2022-2023 FAFSA, you need your 2020 taxes. 
This bit can be a little frustrating, but never fear. Most applicants qualify to use the IRS Data Retrieval Tool. If given the option to click the link to the IRS button, I recommend that you seize the opportunity. This method is fast, free, and helps prevent both mistakes and headaches when providing your tax information. Tip number five, you need to have an FSA ID before filling out the FAFSA form. If you have never filled out the FAFSA before, you have to register for an FSA ID through Federal Student Aid. This username and passcode combination is used on various Department of Education websites. In some cases, if your FSA ID is brand new, you might have to wait up to three days before you can sign your FAFSA form and turn it in. If you haven't already, sign up for your FSA ID today by visiting studentaid.gov. Tip number six, if you are filing with your parents, they need their own FSA ID. If you are a dependent student, you and your parent will each need your own individual FSA IDs so that you can both sign your FAFSA form online. The Department of Education strongly recommends against sharing your FSA IDs with anyone, even within your family. Make every effort to keep these IDs confidential to avoid confusion that might delay your financial aid. Tip number seven. To save time, use the FSA ID to start your application. When you apply online, you are given two ways to start the FAFSA. Either enter your student's FSA ID or enter the student information. By picking the first option, the website will automatically populate your personal information into the application. This not only speeds up the process, but it helps prevent errors. One of the most common FAFSA errors occurs when information on the form does not match what is on your FSA ID information. If you are a returning FAFSA applicant, be sure that all the information is up to date on your FSA ID profile before filling out this year's form. Now, before we get to our last tip, be sure to connect with us on social media at Take Stock in College for more helpful tips on FAFSA, financial aid, and more. Now for our last FAFSA tip for the day, we want to remind you, read carefully. The FAFSA form uses language very deliberately and sometimes you are being prompted to give very specific information. If you don't read carefully, it's easy to miss something. For instance, Pay special care to what information is needed from you, the student, and what information they need about your parents. Remember, if you are filling this out with a parent or legal guardian, when FAPSA, the form is referring to the student, not the parent. If the FAPSA wants information about your parents, it will suffice. Listen, we know that FAPSA can be tricky. If you are having any trouble filling out your FAPSA form, don't be afraid to reach out to the Take Stock in College team. We want to make sure that you get to take advantage of every scholarship dollar and grant opportunity. Until next time, thank you for listening to the College Corner Podcast, and happy FAPSA season!